You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Al-Lazina yuballighuna risalatillahi wa yakshawnahu wa la yakshawna ahada. وَلَا يَخْشَوْنَ أَحَدًا إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ حَسِيبًا مَا كَانَ مُحَمَّدٌ أَبَا أَحَدٍ مِنْ رِجَالِكُمْ وَلَكِنْ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ وَخَاتَمَ النَّبِيِّ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمًا يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ ذِكْرًا كَثِيرًا وَسَبِّحُوهُ بُكْرَةً وَأَصِيلًا وَالَّذِي يُصَلِّي عَلَيْكُمْ وَمَلَائِكَتُهُ وَمَلَائِكَتُهُ لِيُخْرِجَكُم مِّنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ وَكَانَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَحِيمًا تَحِيَّتُهُمْ يَوْمَ يَلْقَوْنَهُ سَلَامٌ وَأَعَدَّ لَهُمْ أَجْرًا كَرِيمًا يا ايها النبي انا ارسلناك شاهدا انا ارسلناك شاهدا ومبشرا شاهدا ومبشرا ونذيرا وداعيا الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا وبشر المؤمنين بأن لهم من الله فضلا كبيرا صدق الله مولانا النبيين Respected brothers لفظ الله لفظ رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم جو آپ پر کثرت سے دروج بیچتا ہے مولانا سننا والجما جو آپ پر کثرت سے دروج بیچتا ہے The person who recites abundantly Durushari on Huzuri Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is a true Ahli Sunnah Wal Jamaah individual. Man Salla Wahidatan Sallallahu Ashran Whoever shall recite Durood once upon Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Allah will send 10 broods upon him, 10 rewards, 10 status. Mm. And tonight, as I said, fine, my last statement was, Aaj rohne ki raakhe. Khao, piyo, or maja karo. Eat, drink, and enjoy yourself. Lekin yaad rakho ke kafan mein jeb nahi. Mm. Just remember one thing, that when you go, you are going to go alone, your coffin has got no pocket. So, acha lagta hai, Allah se ro kar manga. That's tonight. And it should be every night, getting up at the hundred time and crying to Allah. This is a sunnah of the Kadeem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala said sometimes when Hudu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would go into sujood for long periods of time, my heart used to skip a beat. Mm. And sometimes I used to try to feel for Rasulullah's feet, is Rasulullah's feet still warm? That's how long Rasulullah 
would be in sujood crying to Allah Ta'ala, Allahumma fir ummati, oh Allah forgive my ummat. So acha lagta hai, it's so nice, ke Allah te roke mangna, whatever your desire is, whatever your wish is, cry to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, and ask him, ro ro kar mango, or jisko meri mustafa se piyar ho gaya, Whoever has fallen in love with my Habib Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what's the reward? Baghi jannat ka wa haqdar ho gaya. Allah has given him the right to be entered into jannat. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Mulana, what is muhabbat? Let's ask our listeners. I want to ask them this question. Mm-hmm. We all have our own interpretation. What is love? Muhabbat. Uh, what's the definition of muhabbat? Two words. Ma. Muhabbat. Or Muhammad. Take three words. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ma, your mother, Ma, and Muhabbat, these three words, <laughs> when you say it, Mona, both your tongue, both your lips touch. Try it. Say Muhammad as much as you want. You'll find that both your lips will touch. Say Ma, <laughs> both your lips will touch. Say Muhabbat. They love, say the word muhabbat. May I say muhabbat karti hu ya muhabbat karta hu. So let's ask the listeners, let's see what you get on your screen. Mm-hmm. So real muhabbat is sending durood and salam on Rasulullah. Sallallahu Subhanallah. That's real durood and salam. Mana, we are getting old every day. Hakustan. You saw this new style, his style, Mulana? Half is blonde, half hmm. is black. Astaghfirullah. Half, half is green, like how the people of Jahannam. All the different hairstyles and hair cuts which Rasulullah had made forbidden. Nabi Kareem, listen to this hadith. We all are going to go through the phase, whether you like it or not. You can camouflage it as much as you want, put dye. Put paint or put spray paint, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said, Do not pluck gray hair. Many of us have on our head, on our beard, <laughs> the hair is turning white or it's turning gray. Look at the directive of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasalam. Huzuri Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Do not pluck gray hair, for they will be light on the day of <laughs> resurrection. Subhanallah, when you see light, and now, mashallah, we've got LED lights. It's so, so bright. You don't have to have those big, big globes that we had in the olden days. See, a small light. Look at that camera that you have. Got a small lens there. What a beautiful description. Do not pluck gray hairs. For they will be light and nur on the day of Qiyamah. And whoever has one hair that turns gray in Islam will have one hasana for each gray hair. <laughs> and he will be raised one status in the eyes of Allah. Subhanallah. So let's sit down, Mulana. Let's start counting how many gray hairs. Like on a humorous note, you know, one person went to the barber and he said to the barber, you know what, I've got a lot of gray hair here in my beard. Inshallah, can you like take them and pluck them out? So that barber said, you know what, I can do this thing very quickly. No problem. So he took the machine and he shaved the whole beard out and said, here's all the beard now. You can count the gray hair. I've got no time. I've got business to do. Allahu Akbar. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, 
اللہ پاک کو شرم آتی ہے اللہ مجھے شرم آتی ہے اس کی دعا کو قبول نہ کرے جوانی کی مستی چڑھتی ہے ایون دا مین فوکس تو شیخ سعدی رحمت اللہ علیہ جوانوں کو Let me talk about, we're talking about the love for the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So if your hair has turned gray or white, alhamdulillah, make shukar to Allah. Allah has given you this opportunity, my banda, whatever dua you make, gee, I will accept it. Allah says, I feel ashamed to reject the dua of somebody who is old, whose hair has turned white or gray, and he makes dua to me. And I don't accept it. Allah Ta'ala says, I definitely will accept it. Mm. As I said, tonight is a night. Aaj raat roni ki raat hai. Or aaj raat maangne ki raat hai. You have to ask Allah Ta'ala today. Ask Allah whatever you want tonight. If your parents are near you, go and hug them and kiss them on their forehead. And say to both your mother and father, Ammi Jaan, Abbu, Please make a special dua for me. I'll say ameen or I'll make the dua, you all say ameen. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. <laughs> Marana, you know, one of the adabs of dua, this is also, that I come and say to you, Marana, please make dua for me, you'll, you'll hit one big dua for me. Okay. But it's nice sometimes to reverse it. See? That you make the dua and ask the person in front to say ameen. Subhanallah. Then see the beauty of dua. Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakeel. Ni'mal mawla wa ni'mal nasir. Hazrat Khalilullah. Allah ki dost Khalil. Khalilullah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Habibullah. Musa Kalimullah. Adam Safiullah. Isa Ruhullah, Ismail Zabihullah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, Habibullah. Allahu Akbar. What dua Hazrat Ibrahim a.s. made? As I said, we all are facing difficulties. Robberies, theft, hijacking, fitness, sicknesses. Sure. This was the beautiful dua of Sayyidina Ibrahim should be on your tongue. And my tongue all the time. Hasbi Allahu wa ni'mal wakil. Hasbi Allahu wa ni'mal wakil. Ni'mal mawla wa ni'mal nasir. 
Do you know what you are actually doing, Mulana? Mm. When you read this dua, what are you actually doing? It means you have taken the case out of the worldly court. And where have you taken this now? And you have filed this case in the court of Allah, the Most High. Mm. We go to the high court, first we go to the local court, local magistrate, then we go to the circuit court, then we go to the provincial court, then we go to the high court, then we go to the supreme court, then we go to the comp court, the highest court in the country. But you see the beauty of Islam. You don't need anybody to find your case. Oh Allah, thee and thee alone, I ask you for help. And I seek help from you, Rabbul Alameen. So when you read this dua with conviction, Wallahi, whatever your tekeef is, whatever your hardship is, whatever your circumstances are, as long as you make yakin, you are firm in your dua, you never give up, Allah will definitely answer your call. So what it means, when you say, Hasbi Allah, it means that I have taken the case out of the court of this world, and I filed my case and documents in the court of Allah, the Most High. Shumulana, may Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. You see, kullu ma'arufin sadaqah. Every good act that you and I do is the act of charity. Haq. do you know what sawab Allah gives you when you make a Muslim brother or sister happy? In their wildest dream, they never thought that you will say a good word about them or you will assist them. See the jazbah of unity in Islam. Al-mu'minu miratul mu'min. A mu'min is a mirror to a mu'min. That's the bond Allah has kept. To give you an example, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we're talking about the seerah of Rasulullah, the sunnah of Rasulullah. What was Rasulullah's guidance to you and me, Mawlana, is that when you prepare a pot of food, mm-hmm. add some gravy to it, add some water to it, and send it to your neighbor's house. Because the aroma, the beautiful, delicious smell that comes from our homes in the olden days, people use their own masala. They didn't buy it. They take sawdust nowadays. They take sawdust. And they mix it up in dhania powder, jeera powder, and they increase the volume. It's sad, Molana. And they add it and they increase the volume. Like today we cheat, you know, you add milk to the water or you add water to the milk. Don't know about ATA. That's cheating. So Huzur sallallahu alayhi salatu wa salam said, when you prepare a pot of food, add some gravy to it and send it next door. Even if it has to be the kur, paya, it is the smallest item. A lot of people don't eat it. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Mashallah. you eat that. <laughs> no, definitely not to start. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there, Ustad. Don't go there. <laughs> you don't know what you're missing out, Mulana. But anyway, <laughs> so Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, even if it has to be the hooves sure. of a goat, send it. Allahu Akbar. Mulana, you, must, you see sometimes we have poor neighbors next to us. Gee. I'm talking reality now, Mulana. Whole week we were fighting about and what's happening in the universities. Now we say, okay, let's cool the brain down. Gee, let's learn even more the beauty of Islam. So now we have different types of neighbors. I may have a rich neighbor, very ultra-rich neighbor, right next to me on my right. I may have a poor neighbor on my left. 
in front of me or behind me or in my street. I have different types of neighbor. And Rasulullah said, one of the greatest responsibilities is be good to your neighbor. To such a degree that Rasulullah said, I was afraid. I had a fear that most probably Allah will consider neighbors as heirs also in inheritance. That amount of rights neighbors have. Muslim or non-Muslim. Mawlana, let us make shukr to Allah and worry about our neighbors. One day, a beautiful incident, Mawlana, listen to this incident. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I heard my mother asking our neighbor for some salt. Mawlana, two things. You must not refuse. Well, now we have electricity. In the olden days, people used to burn wood. If somebody asks you for some fire to burn at their home, don't refuse. If they ask you for salt, it's a small item, but it gives taste. You can cook the best meal. But if it's got no salt, it's of no use. Two things, salt and fire. Somebody has got no gas or they've got no electricity. They want to burn a wood like how in the olden days we used to burn wood. Our parents used to get up two in the morning, mm. used to light the fire to make water hot so that you could have a hot bath in the morning when you get up. Two o'clock in the morning, they're cooking fresh food for the family. Subhanallah, all that is gone. We're eating junk food and look at our thinking capacity and look at our health. We have destroyed our own health with our own hands. So this young man says, I heard my mother asking our neighbor for some salt. But we had salt in our home. So I asked my mother, why is she asking for salt from our neighbors? Mm -hmm. So she said to me, son, they don't have much money. And they sometimes ask us for things. Doesn't this happen? Allah, Akbar. You know our neighbors are running short of some rice. We ask them. Yes, Ustad, yes. Some rice or some potatoes or some onions. It's, it's normal. Nothing wrong with that. But see what this mother is saying. That they don't have much money. And they sometimes ask us for things. So I asked for something small. That would not burden them. One of the salt is cheap, alhamdulillah. So the mother is saying that I have asked for something small that would not burden them. Why? I want them to feel as if we needed them too. We need our neighbors. That way, it will be much easier for them to ask us for anything they need. <laughs> So much of respect you show to your neighbors. You don't make them feel low. You don't make them feel like they are beggars. You give them the integrity and respect. What a beautiful incident this is. This young man is asking, but mommy, we have salt in our own house. Why are you asking the neighbors? And so what a beautiful answer. That they don't have much money. And they sometimes ask us for things. So just to make them feel happy, so I asked them for something small, a little bit of salt. That would not be a burden to them. And what's the lesson? I wanted them to feel as if we needed them too. That way, it will be much easier for them to ask us for anything they need. SubhanAllah. <laughs> That's the beauty of Islam. So our, our topic was, alhamdulillah, love for Rasulullah and love for his sunnah. Let me give you a few items. Okay, abstained from three things. You see, why there's no peace and sukoon in our lives? We as the ummah are fighting day and night, one country against another country, one city against another city one neighborhood against another neighborhood, one family member against another family, husband and wife, children and parents. Rasulullah <laughs> always abstained from three things. 
Number one, Jagrese. This bickering and fighting. Rabbi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam never engaged in it. Number two, Fuzul Bahs. Useless discussion. You must see this talk. When we go to function, the thing that Walima or whatever it is, he was listening to the conversation that takes place. The way people talk like they are the professors of South Africa. But there's no head or tail of that discussion. When you leave from there, your head is failing, waiting for the food to come. Then this man will close his mouth so we can start eating. It's sad, not all of us, but three things Rasulullah has stayed from. Number one, jagra. Unnecessary fighting and bickering. Number two, fuzul discussion. And thirdly, fuzul kamosu. Useless activities. Well, we could do something more constructive. Now see what I'm doing. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let's see Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's akhlaq. He would engage in zikrullah most of the time. We're talking about the sunnah, love for the sunnah, and these are all the sunnahs of Rasulullah. He would engage in abundance of zikrullah. He used to abstain from useless thoughts. Fantana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir. Kal yakul khayra awla yakba. O kama kala nabiyyu. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Those who believe in Allah and in the day of Qiyamah. Either you speak good, beneficial discussion or remain silent. Abstain from useless thoughts. Remember, the word that comes out of your mouth, you can never, ever bring it back. And Rasulullah said to us, do not make a statement for which we have to apologize. Number three, Rasulullah used to lengthen his namaz. When he came to the sunan and nawafil, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam position for a long time, ruku for a long time, in sajda, most of the time, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is crying in subdued by Allah. So when Rasulullah used to read his nawafil, his sunan, Rasulullah used to read all the surahs, the long surahs, and standing in front of Allah, what pleasure it is, what joy. Rasulullah used to love to lengthen his nawafil. Yes, if you're the imam of the masjid, always be conscious of your musalli. Take cognizance of things. They are elderly people in the Muslims. They are sick people. They are handicapped people. They are old people. So don't read long, long namazes and show your seven styles of kirat in, 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 in namaz. The Uru sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he used to make imamat and if he heard the children crying in the back when the women used to come to the masjid in the beginning of Islam. The Udu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to shorten his namaz and make salam as quick as possible so that mother could be be with peace with her child and not be a parishan. This is how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa consideration was. So the akhlaq of Rasulullah, as we said, Rasulullah loved to engage in zikrullah. Rasulullah abstained from useless talks. Number three, Rasulullah loved to lengthen his nawafil in sunan, shorten his sermon. Alhamdulillah, whenever Rasulullah gave khutbah, it was to the point, it was a message delivered. Rasulullah's khutbah was short. K, Allahu Akbar, Mawlana, this is the one. K, and provided for the orphans and widows. <coughs> and Rasulullah used to walk with them. Allahu Akbar. Imagine Rasulullah is walking with a yatim child. What an honor for the child. Whoever puts a hand on the head of a yatim child, the amount of hair that touched the hand of that person, that amount of gunas Allah forgives. So Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's akhlaq was so great that he provided for the orphans. He loved them. Rasulullah took care of the widows. Rasulullah would accompany them and walk with them <clears throat> to give them the respect and dignity. 
المؤمن with good اخلاق we talking about the sunnah of Rasulullah and I want to see your feedback now from our listeners المؤمن with good اخلاق is considered equivalent to a person who's fasting during the day and a person who stays awake at night in Ibadah. Allahu Akbar. What a great maqam. Subhanallah. Allahu Akbar. As I said, tonight, go and hug our parents. Go and ask them for dua. Make a call if you're not staying with your mother. Or make it your duty tomorrow and visit your parents. And make dua for them if they are past they have passed on. Make Isali Sawab read eleven times Allahu Ahad, Allahu Samad, Lam Yalid Walam Yulad, Walam Yakullahu Kufu and Ahad, and say to Allah, O Allah, grant the ajr and reward and sawab of whatever I have recited to my parents and all those who are buried in the Kabrista. Allahu Akbar. So one day a son said to his mother. Ma, please give me some advice. Manana, listen to this. <laughs> if you have a heart, you're going to cry. A son is asking his mother, Ma, when last did you and I go to our parents and say, Ammi, or Abbo, Abba, Daddy, whatever, Baba, whatever we call our parents, <laughs> One day go to them and say, Abba, can you give me some advice? <clears throat> All we know is give me a cell phone, give me a car, give <clears throat> me a PlayStation, give me money, give me a time. That's all we know. Sad to say that, Monana. <clears throat> when last did I go up to my father and said, Abba, give me some advice. You have experience, you are senior in age. Tell me something about good, about life. Did we go to our mother as daughters and say, Ma, Allah has given you so much of ilm, so much of wisdom. Ma, give me some advice. I'm a girl. I'm going to get married tomorrow. Amijan, give me some advice. Do we go? No. I want this new abaya that came. Yeah. I, knew the, I need this new thing that has come in the market. Absos kibat. Anyway, a son goes to the mother and says, Ma, can you please give me some advice? <laughs> Look at the answer of the mother. Allah. Well, the mother says, son, don't ever let anyone complain to Allah about you. Allah. Don't let anyone to complain to Allah about you. This is what you call Hukukullah. Hukukullah. Allah. Yahi Dino Iman. This is Ibadat. Yes, namaz, roza, zikrullah, all that is ibadat. Yehi hai ibadat, yehi dino iman. Ke kam aye dunya mein insan ku insan. This is real ibadat. That Mulana, I come to your rescue, I can help you, I can assist you. That's what unity in Islam is. When you need the help, and I come to you, and you open your arms and say, take whatever you want. I need this water. I said, now we're struggling. Ladies must be struggling with water. The one section where we live, fortunately, alhamdulillah, we have a borehole, so we help the people around us at the Masjid at Dar al-Quran, alhamdulillah. Masjid Abu Bakr Siddiq, alhamdulillah. We try our best, inshallah, to supply water to all Muslims, non-Muslims, RDP houses, whatever it is. What a great ibadat it is to help people. So, yahi hai ibadat, yahi dinu iman. This is the, this is iman. This is ibadat. Insan, you and me can be of help to each other. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Allah ta'ala give you ajri azim. You see, when you come across rude people, I'm just saying to you, the mother said to the son, Beta, don't let anybody complain to Allah about you. Marana, look at the zulm we're making on our wives, our families, our neighbors, that they cry at the hajjud time to Allah. <laughs> the zulm that we make, we hurt the feelings of our family members, our wives, see, our children. 
جی اللہ ڈونٹ جیسے لو ڈنٹ ہرٹ یو سم ون ہو ڈنٹ نو ہاؤ ٹو لو یو ڈیڈ اٹ لو ڈنٹ ہرٹ یو وین یو لو سم بڈی از اوبیڈینس از ڈیڈیکیشن یور لو فار اللہ از ڈیڈیکیشن از اوبیڈینس تو ویل سیڈ لو ڈنٹ ہرٹ یو سم ون ہو ڈنٹ نو ہاؤ ٹو لو ڈیڈ And it's always happening. And when you come across the rude people, with poor manners, we see this every day, Marana. If it's a poor person, I talk to the person so rudely. If he's a rich person, yes, sir, ji, huzur, janab. And if it's a poor person, what you want? Get out from me. Ji, this is our style of talking, Marana. So when you come across the rude people with poor manners, take note. They are teaching you exactly how not to be. <laughs> you shouldn't do it like that. <clears throat> so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ustad, there's a sister from uh, Lusaka asking, is it sunnah or is it not sunnah uh, to study, to become what you want? to become maybe a doctor, maybe a receptionist, maybe a nurse, maybe a hostess. Because we speak about the sunnah of Nabi Kareem Muhammad Mustafa Janab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ustad. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Khairun nas mayyan fa'un nas. The best amongst you is he who is good to humanity. Mm. In whichever way, as long as that knowledge or that profession is not contrary to sharia, The earnings that you get out of that profession. First of all, your need is whatever profession. Mm. You see, the same thing that what you and I as parents have inculcated in our children, the universities, our professors, is that the best degree you get, or the highest degree, the PhD, the more money you will get. We think that money is that piece of paper, that certificate and diploma. That when you go to one office, you find, mashallah, the lawyer, the doctor, the alim sahab also, all his sonnets are splashed on the wall. You know, one day I asked Mulana, Ismail Abdul Razak, rahmatullah. I said, Mulana, uh-huh. you are one of the most senior, I'm talking about 30 years ago, when Mulana came back from Egypt in 1983, and I also qualified in 1983. She, so I asked one day, to Mu'ana Abdul Razak Sahib Rahmatullahi Alayhi Wa Sallam, how many standards do you have? How many certificates do you have? Mm. He says, Mu'ana, I don't want to brag, I don't want to count, but if I have to put all my certificates up, my whole house, all the rooms will be filled with it. So I said, why didn't you put it on? He said, I seek knowledge for the pleasure of Allah. Allahu Akbar. So to seek knowledge, Mu'ana, is sunnah talabul ilmu faridatun ala kulli muslimi wa muslim. But make sure that knowledge that you're acquiring must be acquired within the confines of shariat. Must be according to the Quran and sunnah. It must be for the benefit of humanity and mankind. It must be for the service of the ummah. So to seek knowledge It's a great sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Jee, Allahu Akbar. Ad-dalu alal khair kafairi. Whoever you direct and you educate and inform, Allah will give you the same sawab. Jee. So whatever knowledge you acquire, that's why Rasulullah taught us the dua, Allahumma inni as'aluka ilman nafi'ah. Allah grant me beneficial knowledge. And the person who walks, you know, those who are students of deen, the fish in the ocean make dua for them. The angels place their wings to the people who are spending time sacrificing their life to acquire knowledge for what? To understand Allah, the marifat of Allah, to understand who your Rabb is, how do I worship my Rabb, how do I please my Rabb, How do I ask my Rabb? 
That is aim. That's the knowledge that you're supposed to see. You can be the best doctor, lawyer, pilot, whatever. The day you die, all that knowledge that you had, all those degrees means nothing. It turns into dust. Your brains, your body, everything diminishes. But if you taught somebody, see the beauty of knowledge, when a man passes away, all his deeds come to an end, except three things, which Allah continuously will reward him to the day of Qiyamah. What are those three deeds? Famous hadith is repeated every day by ulama that you leave behind pious children, you gave them ilm and they can raise their hands and make you happy. After every namaz, Allahumma kfir li wali wali Allahumma rabbi rhamhuma kama rabbayani sahira. Rabbi awzi'ni an ashkura ni'mataka allati anhamta alayya wa ala walidayya wa ala walidayya wa ala walidayya. Now you make me go. Three things Allah will perpetually reward you. You left behind pious children. Number two, ilmun yuntafarubi. You left behind knowledge where people are benefiting. That you taught them Quran, you taught them Hadith, you taught them Tafsir, you taught them the Kalima, you taught them a Dua, you taught them a Masla, you taught them a Durood, you taught them how to do a good deed. As long as that person practices and whoever he informs and that person practices, it goes down generation, Allah is crediting you right up to the day of Qiyamah. Tons of sawab Allah will give to you. Aw sadaqatun jariya. You leave behind perpetual charity. So the sister is asking a question. Yes. Priority in life is ilmedi. That I can understand my Rabb, what is hukukullah and what is hukukul ibad. All other knowledges come thereafter. Ustana, I got a message that says that a very beautiful show. My daughter, she's in a boarding school, Ustad. She's an A pupil. Uh, she is an A pupil, uh, uh, of course, a, a student. But um, she's just not happy at the boarding school, Manana Salim. She says the girls are troubling her at night. I need advice. What should we do as parents? We really, we really need her to study. But she's complaining about the girls troubling her, but not the boys. Please help me do the right decision. Ustad, anonymous mommy. As I said, we are living in a sick society. You see those boarding schools? Uh That's where all the vices you can think of is taking place. And I said to you day before yesterday, one of the brothers, I was in Durban over the weekend. Uh My daughter is in metric. She's in a very exclusive white school. She's an A student, like how this mother is saying, my child is an A student. Allah, but I hope the mother could say to me, Morana, my child is a student in Deen. Allah. Inshallah, as, as, as she feels that I'm proud I have a daughter who's so intelligent, fine. But I would be even more happy. And this is my one tamanna, Marana, one, one wish for all the listeners of Barqa Sahaba. Allah, if I'm dead and gone, remember me in your du'as. The, the day when your child, your son or your daughter will come with the Quran, even irrespective of the age, and come and read Quran in front of you. As a mother and as a father, they come and say to you, Ma or Daddy, Mommy, please listen to my Quran. And Alhamdulillah, if they can recite the whole Quran over a period of time, they make the recitation or the door of the Quran with you. Wallahi, you will stand so proud on the day of Qiyamah. Allah Pak will ask you, Panda, I gave you these children. What did you teach them? When you take your child to the maktab and the ustad say, read better, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. The child reads after the ustad, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. What's the reward? Katab Allahu Barat. Allah Pak writes forgiveness for the child. Allah Pak writes forgiveness for the ustad. 
Allah Pak writes forgiveness for the parents. So the mother immediately should take her daughter out. That is totally un-Islamic, haram environment. We are sending our children to a slaughterhouse. Whatever modesty or sharam this daughter of hers is having will be lost if we leave her there for the next few days. Immediately, it's important. Look for an alternate school where there is. she wants. She's an A student, alhamdulillah. If she can do homeschooling, alhamdulillah. She can study from home. She can do online studies, alhamdulillah. But take her out from that vicious, haram, polluted, and disgusting environment sure. as quick as possible. Ya Allah. Anything happens to your daughter, Appa, or sister, Wallahul Azim, you are going to be answerable to Allah on the day of Qiyamah. As an alim, you may not agree with me, a lot of sisters fought with us over the over this week, uh, some of the sisters said, no, they don't agree with us, <laughs> that we must send our children to Vat. Yes, Ustad. You heard, you heard, this is just either the tip of the iceberg, what is happening at the varsity? You have just no idea. Marana parents, please, for Allah's sake. There's many other ways to educate our daughters. Alhamdulillah, it can be done in a more professional, mm. in a more protected environment where our the ismat, there is the integrity of our daughters and our families are protected. So if you're asking us for advice, Marana, the quicker she has the child removed and placed into a better school, where there's some mm. Islamic effort, never mind. Gee, sometimes, you know, it's better. Sometimes, out of necessity, we have to educate them. But we have alternatives mm. where we can abide by the rules of Sharia and, inshallah, still achieve whatever mm. we want to achieve. Ustad, it is true what you say. It's a sick society there, you know. And you, and, and and as you say, and our beloved senior Muftisab always says, there's so much of lesbians happening, gay happening. Listen to this one, Ustad. Just before I see, we don't have much time because I see the questions are coming in now. A lot of listeners want the podcast as well. Somebody says here, mm, please uh, tell Mulana Salim Karim, my child just didn't listen to us. She insisted Malana Salim, she wants to marry that boy she met at varsity. She went against our wishes and she got married, Malana Salim. And it took only it took only ten months. He used my child, made her pregnant, and gave her talaq. She's on depression and suicidal. Anonymous mommy. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. Ustad. As parents, we also need some strong measures to take place. Our children mm-hmm. can't do And our children can't threaten us. Allah gave these children as an amanat to us. If a father says no, it's no. The daughter can say what she wants, or the son can say what he wants. If it's against Sharia and the haram that are taking place, the vices that are taking place, we are seeing it happening to our family children. We are seeing it happening to our neighbors, our friends. And still we go and do the same mistake, Monana. This is foolishness. Monana, really, this is unacceptable. What is wrong with us, Ustad? What is wrong? Ya Allah, Ya Allah. That's the way it starts. All this fraternization starts, Monana. Because the university is free for all. You attend lecture, alhamdulillah, you the whole day you're sleeping and smoking and making zina. Nobody's going to ask you questions, eh, Molana? There's no discipline, there's those professors, they got their job, they come and give the lecture, there's 240 students in that hall. They can't even take a roll call. You don't even know whether that student was in in class for the whole year. Only end of the year, the parents get a report or something. Your son or your daughter was absent, where she was. But every day she's dressing up and going. Ya Allah. Where is the supervision? Molana, this is a time of fitna. It's such great fitna for our mothers and daughters. Molana, we have to save their integrity. Wallahul Azim. You know, I don't know that maybe the social workers, ulama, the psychologists, psychiatrists, all of us should sit down together and let's formulate okay, what is the best according to the Quran and Sunnah. What is best for our sons and daughters? Wallahu l'asimra. It can be done. May Allah Ta'ala protect us. I'm out of words. Astaghfirullah. Ya Allah. You sympathize with that mother. 
All you can do is make lots of dua. The, at the end of the day, that's your child. Don't throw your child away. Okay? Look at the sin that the child has committed, not the child. Sure. Hate the sin, not, not the sin. Sometimes mm. when we get angry, we throw our children away. Get out. You don't inherit from us. You know more, my son. Don't come to my janazah. Don't come to my funeral. You have no right to say that. You'll never get your inheritance for what you did. We don't have the right. Yes, if your child becomes murtad, then you have a right to say, I don't want to see you anywhere near me, and you will never, ever, according to Sharia, inherit from me. But till then, if there's still a glimmer of hope that we can save this child or this girl's that and integrity, we must do our best. Don't ever throw your child away. That's it. <laughs> Hussan, I have to leave it there. It said, it said, I see I've got a sister, Adila. She says, I studied in varsity in Pretoria. Uh, in my time, Molana Salim, our parents were very strict. They were so strict. But today's times, everyone has a boyfriend and girlfriend. I wouldn't advise parents sending their daughters to a college. Hussan, ya Allah. This is what how, Molana, alhamdulillah, we're seeing the light. It's a reality, Molana. It's just that we've got blinkers. We don't want to accept the reality and the truth. We are in denial. That all these things are happening. No, the picture that's painted out there, mashallah, it's so great to be at university. Uh, the whole town talks about it, mashallah. Molana's son, Molana's daughters, or Molana Rafat's son, and daughters, mm. all the university. Who asked you to take us as an example, Molana? We all know what is Sharia. If we made wrong, we make Toba and ask Allah for forgiveness. But looking at so and so person's daughter is there, or so and so son is there, so my son and daughter can go. No, Mulana, that's not the right way to reason and to think. We know the reality is just that we don't want to admit it. We are in denial. And when you are in denial, then that's where all the damage takes place. <laughs> and then it's a road of no return. <laughs> Allah the child is born. Once the Izzet is born, Mulana, you can do anything in the world. You'll never, ever get back your Izzet. Yallah. <laughs> I see, Amin, Amin, Ustad. We will, inshallah, I see all the listeners are giving the input uh, regarding what the sister yeah. she's going through. Yallah, Ustad. Allah, Allah, make it easy for the mother and for the sister, inshallah. Amin. And Allah forgive our shortcomings and make a lot of istighfar, Murana. Amin. Get up at the time, cry for our children. Our family, Allah Ta'ala, save their iman. Mm. Allah give them Israel and integrity and protect them Ameen. from all external fitness. Seven minutes after ten. What is wrong with us? What is wrong with us, my beloved listeners of Marqa uh, Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah Wal What is wrong with us? You know, you know, today's times are different. Well, why? Today's times are different. How on earth we sent our daughters? To the lion's den. How? Can somebody just give me a slip and explain to me how? We've got beautiful children, beautiful girls, beautiful daughters. Why are we doing it? Allahumma Well, time for me to love and live in this beautiful night, beautiful evening. See you guys tomorrow morning, 4 to 6 at Safina to Ilal Jannah. Mahati so. I'm, I'm, I'm torn into pieces. Wallahi, I'm torn into pieces. You know there are guys out there, there are lions out there. They just want to destroy our beautiful Daughters, is that Wallail? You know exactly what I'm talking about, my beloved listeners of uh, Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah Wal Beautiful words and beautiful advice from our beloved Ustad. I I don't know. And 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 we and you and you get listeners out there. They still against us. Say what is wrong? Is nothing wrong? Our daughters going to say Allah. For myself and my, my beloved Ustad and brother Lakolo, Allahumma hadina wahdibina wahdina sajamia. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.